Yeah, okay. Okay, we did it. Yup. Uh. No, I ain't trying to win the battle, I'ma win the war. I don't dance in the club, dog, I dance with wolves. Sip on a fine potion, enhance my thoughts. Spit murder, death, kill, I can't get caught. Been sick so long, I think I need a clinic. You got tons of guns, okay, we get it. I'm a true MC, see, I don't need a gimmick. Don't want to build with y'all unless you mean digits. And I don't get involved with you weak bitches. I keep my problems solved, put them in deep ditches. Use the internet, ho, you trying to network. You make a few bucks a show, what is your net worth? Waiting on my downfall, don't hold your breath first. And if your squad run deep, I push a stretch hearse. You're all welcome to the jungle with his vet lurk. With Kamats and self-titled, I hope that best work. There's nothing you can say to us too many niggas Yo, yo, how are you fat leets doing out there? Thank you for very much for listening to episode 3 of the podcast. I want to take this time and apologize about how long it's taken me to release the third episode. I'm recording it is April 25th, and I think the last podcast I did was back in February when I was releasing the second version of the Oreo Wafer Ghee. Um, in that time, uh, like immediately right after I was, uh, released that gi, we had a a roof leak in the um, house we rent here in uh, Fort Myers, and that thing was like three weeks of dealing with having a contractor come, the roofers getting uh It actually leaked three times because that that was a rainy week. Um, so we couldn't even get any work done to the house while it was still raining. Then we had to get um, the carpets taken out. And that, I mean, it was just, it felt like it was ongoing, um, never ending. And uh, so now that that's done, hopefully we don't have another leak in this house. Um, actually, we probably won't. Uh, well, I won't. Um, got some uh, big news for everybody. We um, actually... I don't even know if I told you guys this the last time. Uh, me and my wife were expecting our second child. It's uh, going to be a baby girl. Sometime in August. We are due. Um, so that's we're really excited about that. Uh, my son Uriah is very excited about being a big brother. So we're very well looking forward to that. And um, besides that... Um, we're also going to be relocating back to Orlando, back home uh, from Fort Myers. Uh, the The area is nice and whatnot. Um, just we got to go back home. All our friends and family are in Orlando, and well, Fort Myers is uh, only three hours away. Let me tell you, those three hours means a lot. Oh, it's really like three and a half. So, in the next few months. Uh, we're gonna be in those pro- in that process, uh, moving back to Orlando. The baby. Um, I promise I'm gonna to try to get better at uh, doing a podcast. Uh, hopefully, I can do a weekly thing with uh, more of my friends up there in in Orlando, uh, specifically uh, Mitch Shamale with uh, Combat Night um, and uh, one of my knife-making friends up there, Eddie Diaz, who's got a nice little setup with Macho Blades. Doing some awesome work out of, uh, well, out of his house, really. Um, he loves it, so. Thanks for those who've given me a lot of feedback on audio quality and what I should be doing. Um, and if the audio still kind of sucks, I'm, I apologize. I'm, I'm still trying to work on it. Um, I think I want the next thing I want to get is a gate limiter compressor. Because uh, I think uh, this condenser mic that I'm using is very, very sensitive. And even though I have pretty much the gain turned down and Gotta, I gotta work around with these a little more and, and get the settings perfect. But uh, once again, this is just kind of thrown together to to keep you guys informed and and well, really discuss what 
what it is bigger guys and fat boys want to do in jiu-jitsu and, and anything else. So hopefully this grows larger or doesn't doesn't really matter. I'm going to do it anyways. Yo, Troncat BJJ, I know I've owed you this podcast specifically because you asked me about bigger guys joining jiu-jitsu for the first time and and how that uh that whole process is let me tell you it's my experience it was eye-opening um there's many people tell you the first time they try jiu-jitsu they love it they're hooked and that's they know that's what they want to do for years to come i wasn't that lucky my first jiu-jitsu experience and it wasn't necessarily it had nothing to do with the plate the, the where i was at the instructor that was there it was 100% based on me and my decision and how i felt i was man probably around 3 370 3 yeah, I was pushing probably 380. And when I, f- my, the first time I started, uh, it, it started off, it was, a, it, it was a wreck. I, they gave me, when I signed up, um, it was a, actually at Gracie Baja Orlando. So you sign up, they gave you a, a Gracie key um, at that point. And it wasn't an official one of the like official Gracie geese with with all the patches. It was just just a little training, kind of you know gee with a with a painted on logo. They gave me the biggest they had. It was an A seven, and the pants didn't fit, the gee top didn't fit. So my I was my very first class. Everyone's in the gee, and I'm in basketball shorts. Um, so already starting. Like, damn, I, I don't even belong in here. Um, stuck it out, did the warm-up. I was dying in the warm-up. I couldn't, I mean, to this day, I still can't do crab walks. Um, mainly because of my wrist surgery and, and, and how that scaphoid, how I no longer have a scaphoid in my wrist and I have a plate. Um, but I couldn't do that. I could barely do a shrimp, um... Just, I mean, suck and win the entire class. And it was it was very demoralizing. I, I looked at it and I was like, fuck, is this really for me? So, that was my first class. You know, so many, and, and I love the fact that so many people do love it the very first time. For a bigger guy, it's, it's, it's tough. But I promise you, if you stick it in there, you'll enjoy it. Um, there's no, to me, there's no bigger affront to everybody saying, oh, jujitsu is for everybody, jujitsu is for everybody, jujitsu is for everybody. Bullshit, because nobody fucking had geese back at that point for bigger guys. You know, it, it was just non-existent. <clears throat> I was, um, so I, so I started training. And like I said, the pants didn't fit. So I decided, man, I was like, man, what am I going to do? I, I I wanted, the gi top didn't fit, but you know what? A lot of people's gi tops don't fit and, and it ain't nothing. You do you do what you can. The pants was was really what was bothering me. So I had the bright idea of getting, um, I was like, man, these these pants look uh, just white pants. I go, well, I went to, to Walmart and bought some uh, doctor scrubs. Let me tell you about scrubs. Though that material is not it's not gee canvas and it's not ripstop material. So I went through several pairs of doctor scrubs because they're just not thin. They're not made to be pulled on and used and have grips pulled on them and yeah. So that kind of you know changed um, then I started finding, I know there was other companies that had like, uh, 
just sell keypads and they were selling up to A6s and so on. And, and in the industry, and, and most most sizes are the same, but just because a company has an A8, A9, A10, they're no freaking different than A5s. or It's just, it's not consistent. Nobody has consistent um, sizing, really. I mean, within the manufacturer themselves, they're pretty on point. It's always going to be on point. Some manufacturers' A2s are smaller, bigger. I mean, it, it's just everybody's a little bit different. Um, my, I know my normal sizes, If uh, when I typically release an A1 through A5 Gi, because, you know, my company's fat boy, I, I do, I try to do a little bit looser and not something that's, anybody's really going to notice but just just a tad bit just to put my mark on it um so back back to your first day it is frustrating um there's going to be things you're not going to be able to do as a bigger guy but don't let that stop you you need to just practice there's no practice mobility is a you know huge uh issue which is not just issue, but it's it mobility is huge. The better you move, the better your jiu-jitsu is going to be. Um, so anything you can do to to help that stretching, yoga, wh- whatever, is going to help um, in the long run. So it's not uh, you're not going to waste time doing. doing certain stretches it's not going to be a waste of time you're going to actually thank yourself later um, email tells me that uh you wrestled a year in high school and uh just wondering what year was a freshman sophomore junior senior i myself try to wrestle freshman year and freshman year, I was um, I was trying to wrestle at 189 because that was my weight. But there was already a 189er uh, junior that was on the team. And he was way better than me. I freaking sucked. Um, I was not good at wrestling at all. And I think... I didn't want to put in the work. I don't think. I. I, I mean, I probably could have if 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 my heart was really in it. I, I tried it, and man, hindsight's twenty twenty. I for for a while I always said, man, I don't think the coach pushed me enough. But you know what? I. What is that? I graduated in oh one, so that was ninety seven. Oh shit! Look at that. That was. 20, 19 to 20 years ago. So I, I honestly don't remember. I want to say, I want to say that I, I am, I was the person I am today with, you know, pushing myself and stuff. But to be honest, I don't think I was. I know, but see, I used to run all the time with ROTC, so I don't understand why I wouldn't, unless I was just tired all the time. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like, I don't think I would like I said I don't think I was meant to or I didn't want to be an athlete I don't know um, maybe that was just how I how I cope I I don't know but I, like I said I was I was horrible so I ended up weight um, wrestling up to two fifteen and every I mean. I I I never won a match. I don't I don't remember how many matches I went to, how many tournaments we actually did. Um, but I never won. I to this no, never won a wrestle match. Um, so I ended up dropping out and uh, didn't do it either. So after that, I wasn't um, an athlete. <laughs> it was one year as a high school athlete. That's it. And then I didn't do anything until, so that was 97, 98, or yeah, 97, 98 was a freshman year. And then I didn't do anything 
until, like I said, when I started jujitsu, really, um, as combat sport related or um, grappling related, until '09 when I first started. It was like April. Actually, I think it was April twenty fifth of '09 when I started. I gotta look at my. I still actually I still have that Gracie contract uh, for some reason uh, stored away somewhere. Um, but yes, that was uh, that's wow. Eight years ago today. So I mean, for twelve years I didn't do anything, and that's and that's more so when I gained all my weight when I ballooned. Um, cause I wasn't that, I was lar. I was larger in high school, but I wasn't, I wasn't overweight. I wasn't morbidly obese. Um, like I said, I, I wrestled at 189 and I remember it was either in mile, I, I want to say it was a mile and a half. Yeah. We had to do six laps. What's that? 14, 16, 1600 meters is a mile, right? And that's a 400-meter track, so, so, so six six times around the track. I think it was a mile and a half. And I used to, it was, yeah, six times around the track and the straight edge. Um, And I, the fastest time I did that was 13-something, so whatever that is. Um, but that's what I would do, and, and had to do that all four years of high school when, uh, as an ROTC. Um, but that was... Once I stopped, once I got out of high school, there was a, I didn't do anything physical at all. Well, I know I went on a tangent on that. I also want to say there, another reason why I got so busy besides the flood, uh, the, my wife is pregnant, um, back in October, um, my son started Cub Scouts, um, so that, you know, that's a, a weekly thing, and then there's campouts and, and whatnot, um, but I also got, uh, I volunteered, there's, to, um, to be, really, I, well, I started just as a committee member, um, or just wanting to be a committee member, just to kind of help out, uh, then, there wasn't a treasurer, so I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll do the treasurer. And I'm not complaining about this at all. I, I, I don't mind giving up uh, or helping out other people. I mean, the way I look at it is, um, I'm gonna be there anyways. I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna just drop off my kid and and say, oh, you're in Boy Scouts, uh, peace out. Uh, so no, I stay and and I try to get involved just because, I mean, like I was a Cub Scout, so I feel. Um, some of my, uh, what, what I have of morals, um, was, and not just morals, but memories came from Cub Scouts, you know, from a young age. I, um, I, I stopped, I want to say I was either in fifth or sixth grade. I know I definitely stopped before I went to high school. Um, and probably the same thing, like, I, uh, was getting made fun of for being a Cub Scout, or a Boy Scout at that point, and I was like, yeah, whatever, peace, um, I shouldn't have cared, you know, what, what people think, but, or what people thought, but that's not, you know, who I was at that point, I wasn't, I was very impressionable, I guess, anyway, so, Helping out with with Cub Scouts is it, it brings me joy. I'm happy about it. Like I love spending that time with uh, with my son. We get to do a lot of things, cool things. Um, but you know, just overall, I mean, I guess that's the same thing as just being a father. Is um, we just do a lot of things together. So that that's pretty cool, and I, I love the fact that we do that. Um, sorry, I'm messing around with a, a baseball. Um, so that's. You know, that adds to, to the stuff that I'm doing. And then with everything of um, now going to be relocating back to Orlando. So, like I said, I've been kind of busy, but I, I'm I'm trying to work out and, and um, 
a set schedule so I can do more of these more frequently. And let's see. Um, like I said, I I hope hopefully this form factor of just me myself talking or at least having some guests on sometimes. That's what I'm going for. Um, talk really. I I don't care. If you guys want to talk about training or whatever. Um, I'm or whatever you want to listen about or, or listen to me talk about. I know. I think I'm gonna use this more to help help keep myself accountable for for certain things, and I say that because what I recently picked up doing is. I've kind of got a not a I guess it is addicted um intrigued by watching the TLC show My 600 Pound Life. And man, that show scares the fucking piss out of me. I I get scared um because Listening to some of those people and and talk about um, not just their relationship with food, but how how they don't like to exercise and how um, <clears throat> not so much they're not wanting the exercise, but how they look at food and how they view food as as a go-to when when there's anxiety, when there's stress, when they're happy. I mean, you think about this. There's a, a lot of times you go celebrate. You where do you go? Oh, let's go have a drink or have some food. Dinner this, dinner that. And I can see myself like as one as as one of those people and it's not so much as the 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 feeling of failure of being overweight that's where i i can relate 100% uh when and and i know it's it's rough um i deal with it all the time like fuck i can't do this i can't do that because of this I'm limited sometimes in what I can do, um, and that's, you know, try, just trying to work at it and and push forward. So there's some of these people on this show that really piss me off because they they just don't want to try, and and in a way it's it's fucking boggling because they have this opportunity. And it's it's a struggle for me. I've um because no lie, I mean I think every big person has ever has has always thought about doing um weight loss surgery and and you look at it and you know, some of these people are six hundred pounds so they're not moving, they're not mobile, they're not um and I'm not saying all of them because there's some that, that that have been that go out and, and work and but let me tell you, the, the majority of people who are 600 pounds are not working, are not out and about. I mean, they're just homebound. They go to the store and that's about it. So in reality, they're probably at home collecting Social Security benefits, disability benefits for simply being overweight. And now, granted, there's probably some issues with... Uh, there's, you know what? No, I'm, I'm not even going to give them a cop out of saying there's a medical issue because there's not. Um, there are medicines that make you gain weight, but no medicine ha- will make you be 600 pounds. I don't care. A lot of it is you not watching what you're doing, really. I mean, killing yourself uh, with food. And so... Like I said, I know, I know the struggle of, man, I want to eat this, I want to eat that, and fuck it, whatever, I'm fat, it or it, it doesn't matter. Um, And the feeling of failure of just saying, well, fuck it, I'm already this far gone, 
what's another 10 pounds? What's another 20 pounds? Oh, well, this doesn't fit me. Oh, well. And and you just get this cycle of being just negative towards yourself and just, you, you really just end up hating yourself. And, and I know I, for a long time, I used to feel, oh, whatever, I'm fat and happy. And you know what? Anybody who tells you that they're fat and happy is lying to you. At least that is how I feel. Because there's nothing fun about being overweight. Nothing at all. You know. So when I said uh, earlier that I was going to be. Use the podcast to hold, hold, hold me accountable. I'm serious. Um, and I'm going to struggle getting this out. But um, I want to say as early when I moved down here, saw the doctor, got on that medication. I'm trying to think of a timeline right now. So November 2016, um, I was a whopping 385 pounds. And... When I would fall asleep at night, if I was laying on my back, my left leg would go numb. So I had to devise a way to fall asleep to where my left leg wouldn't get numb. And I dealt with it. I didn't even... I told my wife recently about it, but I didn't tell her anytime near or, or, or when that was happening. Um, I was embarrassed. I still am. Um, so one day I was talking to, to Uriah and, um, and it hit me when he asked me about my weight and started talking to me about calories. And... When I say that I know how some of these people who are 600 pounds are feeling, I know I've struggled with losing the same 60 fucking pounds since Uriah was born. When I found out my wife was pregnant with Uriah, I know for a fact I was about 3'11". I have a dress shirt, and it actually... It's it's actually stained in the neck. I, I didn't take care of it. Apparently it stained in the neck. It was a nice dress shirt um, from a higher-end store. And it was the biggest shirt they had, And but it fit me at that time. And I still have it only because I want, I'm using that as a marker. Um, as soon as I know I fit in it, I'm going to toss the fucking thing. But I do not want to do that until I can get back into that dress shirt. And when I, you know, so what what I did when Maria was pregnant with Uriah, we we used to go out. We we used to go out to eat like every night. Really, we never really cooked at home. It was very seldom that we cooked at home. So we were, you know, nightly going out to eat we'd order anything we wanted we didn't care um she was pregnant so and i would eat so we would go out to whatever you know just name a place chilies or whatever and i would order a meal we would order an appetizer i would order a meal and she would order a meal and for about the first five and a half months of her pregnancy um maria was very very she used to get sick all the time, and this was um, just she would just get nauseous, and then halfway through the meal, she would say, "Oh well, I'm not gonna eat this." And my dumbass would reach across the table and finish her meal, cause you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna pay if I'm gonna pay for this food, 
I'm going to eat it. I grew up in a household where it didn't matter what my mom put on your plate or put on the plate. You could not get up off the, the table unless your plate was clean. Um, and I'm not blaming her for any of this. Um, but I, looking back, I don't think, I don't think that was right. Cause then you, I guess I got trained to, it doesn't matter if I'm full or not. I have to eat all of my food. Cause if not, I'm being wasteful and the, and the kids in fucking Africa who are starving I am letting them down by throwing this food away. That's 100%, you know, how I felt. <laughs> so, I would eat, we would eat appetizer, my food, and her food. So, when Uriah was born, by the time Uriah was born, I gained more weight during Maria's pregnancy then Maria Bukaine in her pregnancy. And it was, and you know what? A lot of people say it, it happens. You gain weight when your wife is pregnant. Well, that shit wasn't going to fucking happen this time. Like I said, in November, I was as, as soon as November, I was about 385. This morning, uh, I weighed myself. And, um, after that baller ass 10 K row, I did last night, knocked off three minutes and 44 seconds from the last one I did a week earlier. So I'm going to proud of myself on that, but I was th- this morning. I weighed 342. So we have 43 pounds of weight gone and I want to keep it like that. And I'm gonna keep on going. So right now I'm 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 a, I, I want to say I'm ahead. I'm not gaining any more weight during her pregnancy. So hopefully I can keep this going and and uh, continue to lose and and just and just continue doing taking one day one day at a time. I know. It's frustrating sometimes when you you know you're killing it and you're eating right. You feel like you're putting enough work and you do not see the scale of reflect that. And it's it's very, very disheartening to say the least. I mean you you start feeling like failure then you start thinking, Well, shit, this is not working. And it's so easy, so easy to to revert back to. I'm just eat like shit. Fuck it. It doesn't matter at this point. There's nothing I'm gonna do, or there's nothing I can do. It's not working, and it's it's a constant struggle. And I know sometimes it's hard to talk to people about it. I think, um, I think more and more people need to try to be open about it. Try to, try to find a friend, just one person you can confide in. Luckily I have, I have several friends that I can, and I'm blessed. I, I truly am. I have some of the best friends in the world and, you know, well, They are the most savage motherfuckers to me. Sometimes I, I, I also don't remember. I get my looks into, but you know I can call up any one of my good friends and, and, and talk to them and and get shit off my mind. And I know, and I'm lucky. I'm I'm, I'm very lucky. I know not everybody has that. And. Hey, if you guys need somebody to talk to, bounce ideas off. I, I, I'm, you know, I work a forty-hour week. I'm, I'm a dad. I'm, I'm this, and you know, I'm trying to teach myself how to play guitar. But you know what? I will email you back. I'll hit you up on Twitter. Whatever you want. 
Um, if you need someone to talk to, go ahead. I, I, I can, if I can be that person for you, that's fine. Great. If not, Hey, just find somebody to talk to. Cause I know, I know it's hard to share this and to the point where I'm almost, I'm recording this and luckily this is not live. I, I'm debating whether or not to, to air this because I mean, it's 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 personal. It it really is. I mean, nobody nobody that's overweight likes to talk about how much they weigh, and it's hard. But but I think it's very important that we do so for. for for ourselves, we need to take to let people know, or just to air it out, and maybe just talking about it makes you feel better. Hopefully, um, maybe get some advice. I, but so now that I've told you how much I've weighed and how much I weigh currently. I'm going to kind of tell you what I've been doing. Um, I know people are like, oh yeah, I've done this and now I'm this. And they don't share <laughs> how they've done it. And, and let me tell you, it's, um, it's putting in work a lot. I mean, so I'm, um, I have a, a rower at home and I have about, 300 and I want to say about 360 pounds in um in bumper plates so I just start playing around with different uh things and so actually after I finish this I'm gonna still go out there and um get a squat routine in I'm gonna do some bench and I'll probably row a little bit too Probably just a fifteen hundred meter, just just to get the blood flowing before I, I do some strength stuff. And then I try to do um, thirty minutes, whether it's this that uh, thirty minutes total minimum a day. I I've done more, obviously. I've done less. I've no. I try not to do less, but I have done less. Um, but minimum, I want to do 30 minutes. And also, um, my very first podcast was with my buddy, Jim and Jim will be returning to the cage on July 29th in Orlando, Florida for combat night pro three. Um, tickets aren't available, but I will let you guys know if you guys want to, if in Florida, definitely go try to check it out. Uh, July 29th, it's I believe going to be a Guilt nightclub, which uh, was the old Roxy, yeah, Roxy's off of uh, Colonial and Bennett. But so he'll be returning to the cage October, uh, October, July 29th in Orlando. But him and I had a bet for 2017, and it was. No, I will not eat any red meat or drink any alcohol for the entire year. And he was going to give up no alcohol, no pork, and no red meat. And the no red meat, I thought I was going to have a lot, a lot more trouble with it than I am. Excuse me. But I thought I was going to have a lot more trouble because, man, I love steaks. I love red meat. I love going to uh, Brazilian steakhouses and whatnot. So I thought it was going to be a lot harder for me to, to give up the red meat, but it really hasn't been. The only time I really miss it is when I want to eat a burger. So... <laughs> The other day, 
my wife and I went to, uh, and well, you're right, we all went to uh, BurgerFi on Saturday. And um, she was craving a burger. So I was like, all right, I'll go. And she goes, you sure? They don't, they, they got burgers. I go, oh, I'll figure something out. So I go and I thought, I really thought they had chicken. So I was, I was just going to get like a chicken sandwich or whatever and call it a night or call it a day. Get there. No chicken. And I was like, oh shit. And Maria goes, oh, but they got a veggie burger. And I was like, all right, whatever. It was a quinoa burger. And it was just a veggie burger made out of quinoa. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll check that out. That's I like quinoa. Boom. Whatever. So I go to the, the the girl at the counter. I go, hey, let me get a, a veggie burger and uh, add some bacon on that. <laughs> she looks at me. She goes, well, it's not veggie at that point. And I'm like, bitch, give me what I want. I know. But yeah, that that was, uh, I, I found that kind of funny because she was just looking at me like, you motherfucker, that's not veggie. So that's really the only time I, I miss red meat is when I went to eat a burger. And hell, we've, um, there's this, uh, a Brazilian churrasqueria that opened up in, uh, in uh, Bonita Springs, and uh, it's called Rodizia Grill. So it's like uh, Texas or Fogo, but not as um, their upper echelon. I want to say these are just like a little step below. It's not as expensive, and I don't think it has the um, the quantity of different type of meats. I mean, I know Fogo and Texas have. You know, a couple uh, different um, selections of, of each type of meat. And this place has, you know, they have their picanha and, and, and their filet and stuff like that. And we've gone a couple times and I go and I have the chicken and the, the, the fish that they do. They have really good fish. And I eat the, the salad bar and it, you know, like I said, it really doesn't bother me. The, the most, that's weird, the most... It bothers me is when I want to eat a burger. And I haven't, you know what? I haven't even tried like a turkey burger or anything yet. I just haven't. But, um, so that's what I've been doing. And, um, so obviously I'm, because I'm not eating red meat, I'm eating a lot more lean chicken and, and, and salmon, Chilean sea bass. I've been picking up a lot of fish. And I haven't. I have yet to have, um, like really, really fresh mahi. And by what, what I mean fresh, I want, I got a friend who, who goes, uh, fishing and the other day he caught a 42 pound mahi and he went home and fucking cooked that bitch up. That's what I want. That I have yet to do that. And I've lived in Florida for fucking 15 years already. And haven't done that yet. And I should be eating that. So besides just eating um, chicken and fish and um, leaner meats, uh, and putting in thirty hour, uh, thirty hours, thirty minutes a day working out, that's all I've really been doing. Um, well. I say all, but, you know, I've never, I've quit a long time ago with drinking sodas and stuff. I was really horrible back in the day. Um, so just a lot of water. And that's the most important thing because you can add a lot of calories to um, your your diet just by, by drinking them away. Yeah, I used to, you know, I did uh, Arnold, used to do, drink Arnold Palmer's all the time. Well, it's not soda. You know, that that southern sweet tea is uh, just fucking gallons of sugar in it, I bet. So, just taking away from that, drinking more water, um, and doing those little things. Believe me, when I say, if I can do it, anyone can anyone um because mainly because like i said 
if you I've gained and lost the same 60 fucking pounds for the last seven years. If I, if I was a better person, I'd already be in the twos, in the low twos. And I, like I said, I struggle with that every day. So, but what I want to also talk about was, you know, so you, I'm watching the show and this, and this doctor, he, um, everybody, everybody, look, I, after the first meeting, I want you to lose 40 to 50 pounds within the next two months, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're going to have a no carb, high protein, low fat diet. And if you probably listen to my podcast, you probably listen to a bunch of other guys, specifically Rogan and and uh, TFATK, and, and everybody's talking about keto diets and how good. And man, let me tell you, I'm in I'm in this one keto group on Facebook that you see. Just by switching your diet and, and getting out the sugars and all carbs out of uh, out of your diet, how quickly people drop, and but every but all what really stress not stresses me out, but makes me wonder is you know this doctor's telling oh you cannot have no fats zero fats very low fat diet you know there's got to be protein and 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 they have nutritionists talking to these people and stuff like that and. And it's like almost like if it's and it, well, it definitely is antiquated science. But I understand every not everybody's different, or not everybody's the same. Everybody is different, and some people the keto diet is going to work, some people it won't. But I, I just nobody even looks at that as an option. I, I, I feel like it's it's mind boggling, you know. It's I guess nobody wants to relearn what they've been specifically doctors and nutritionists they don't want to think about um how they might be wrong and that's it's crazy to me so i just realized that i am um, i kept on pausing my recorder and every time i pause the recorder it would open up a new file so hopefully when i mix this down i don't mix down you guys don't hear what i was doing while i was trying to i thought i was paused or not recording because i'm still so very new to podcasting and being in front of the microphone and so i I pause and I kind of make some noise and clear my throat just because I don't want to do it while during the recording. And hopefully I just fix that. Otherwise, I guess you guys are going to let me know. Um, so I talked about that. My. My weight, my, my working out, um, geez, um, so I got a couple A2 fat boys left, and I know I have one A2H, um, available, and an A2 gee. I am working on getting, on releasing another white gee. I know several of you have uh, asked for white geese because your academy only allows you to use white geese. Um, so I'm working on that, and I'm sorry it's taking so long. It's uh, like I said, I'm a one-man operation, so it takes uh, takes time. But I'm I'm, I'm bringing those out, um, and what I mean. I know several of you also emailed me regarding the fact that you can never get an A4 fat boy. And let me tell you, those that size, I cannot keep in stock. So when I buy to sell A4 fat boys, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, um, 
I put them online and I don't want to be, oh, I'm going to hold it for this person, hold it for this person. So it's first come, first serve. And I, I don't know, it pisses people off when I'm all out. But, man, let me tell you, it's it's rough. It's, <laughs> as much as you hate not getting it, I hate getting the emails of what, <laughs> how much of a bastard I am that I don't have it in stock. And I'm sorry. Um. But hopefully this next batch, well, not hopefully, this next batch I'm going to order, definitely order more of the A4 Fat Boys than the A2Hs, or the A2 uh, Fat Boys. While, um, you know, I am an A2 Fat Boy size, um, obviously I believe me, the ordering of the A2s has been more um, for myself than it has been for for others and and. and I will get to more A4 Fat Boys, and hopefully this next batch, I'll have enough for everybody to buy at least one. And uh, so, but I guess with that, um, I'm gonna leave you guys today. Hopefully, um, hopefully, I give you guys some insight more on who I am and and what Fat Boy is. If if I'm if I confused you more, I did. I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm just trying to get this whole podcasting thing down, and and uh, hopefully hopefully someone listens to it. If not, whatever. Um, but fat leads, go out there, do your thing, um, and uh, I'll talk to you shortly. All right, peace. By every institution, what makes you think that the religious institution is the only one that's never been touched? I am the annihilator, put apocalypse on lines of paper. We can go toe to toe and see who I'm as greater. I don't think you ever want to step inside the chamber. I don't think you want to see inside the eyes of Vader. Couldn't comprehend the force that I bring. I'm like Rocky Marciano when he walk in the ring. I stalk in the ring, you cowards down and soft when you sing. But I'm as angry as a motherfucker caught in the bing. It's awful to bing.